Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Human Becoming. I am your host, Dumi, uh, although I go by many, many names now. (laughs) And I am extremely excited to be here with you for this episode. I'm feeling so much excitement in my body, and I I just want to presence that. (sighs) Ah. And to invite you to drop into your body and to notice what is present here with you. Hmm. Taking in a big inhale. Ah. And a big exhale. Just allowing yourself to become present with your breath, right? Like, how am I breathing today? How deeply or shallowly am I breathing? (sighs) Can I experiment with breathing intentionally here? Can I use this uh, listening session as an opportunity to also listen to my own body, listen to (sighs) what is present and what is part of this experience right now? There is so much that we're going to speak about today. So it is going to be like a lots of, um, I can already feel it, like lots of insight, lots of downloads, as we love to say in the spiritual community. (laughs) Um, I still find that term a bit funny, but I also really like it. So lots of downloads, lots of transmissions. We're going to get into a lot today. Uh, The one that was coming through right then is uh, part of why this practice of becoming present with ourselves is important is that if you're listening to this podcast, you likely know that self-love and self-acceptance are quite important, right? Maybe you um, consider yourself someone that uh, that cares about these values or these ways of being or these actions, right? Self-love, self-acceptance, And of course, if you're listening to Human Becoming, this is a fucking portal of radical self-acceptance. But who is the self, right? Because if you're listening to this, there's also a likelihood um, that you are spiritual in some ways or have a knowledge of the fact that there is so much more beyond the reality that we perceive. So then we have to ask, okay, self-love, self-acceptance, who's the self, (laughs) <laughs> who, who who is the self that we're loving and accepting? I feel that is the necessary uh, next question, just kind of a logical meandering to, whoa, who is that self? And then we can go through all our layers of identification. I am, uh, I am Dumi, I'm a child, I am um, a sibling, I am the host of Human Becoming Podcast, I am a sex and relationship coach, I am the principal at the Human Becoming School, and I will spank you if you're bad and naughty, <laughs> as, a, as a little note for you. Um, who else am I? I'm, I'm a, a kinky free, loving being. Like I can go through all these things and then I can go into, I'm a healer and I'm a guide. You know, maybe as I'm speaking, go through your layers of identification just super quickly, like blah, blah, blah. I'm all these things. And then also as we are spiritual beings, we realize, oh fuck, I'm none of those things. So who is the self that I'm here to accept? Yourself is the experiences that are happening right now here in this body. That is what I would say yourself is. It is the it is the coalescing, the conglo- I'm thinking of a word that starts with C and is like about coming together. <laughs> it is the coming together of all of these experiences in your body right now. That is all that yourself is. Yourself is these experiences, these present moment experiences. And that's interesting to think about because if self-love and self-acceptance are about loving and accepting the self, and the self is our present moment and experiences, how are self-love and self-acceptance actually about accepting and loving and embracing all of the experiences that this self is having right now in this present moment? So then self-love and self-acceptance really becomes a practice of presence. Can I be present with what is here in my body, right? And our, our, our bodies are so present. Our bodies are portals to presence. And that is why 
I created Awakening the Sacred Body to really help initiate you into that portal, into that gateway, into that place of deep presence. And part of the practices, you know, like I'll come on here and we breathe and we embrace presence. So much of what Awakening the Sacred Body will support you in is coming into love and acceptance of what is happening in this body right now. What thoughts am I thinking? What emotions am I having? What sensations am I experiencing? These are all part of the body's experiences. What vibes am I feeling? You know, what other senses do I have to experience the world? And how is all that myself is the the coming together, the coalescing, the conglomerating, the whatever of those experiences, the condensing of those experiences? And so awakening the sacred body is really about helping you to come to terms with your body in the present moment, helping you to come to terms with it's it's much bigger than, you know, um, it's actually about helping you to come to terms with reality by learning to accept your body as it is in this moment and by learning to check in with your body. What is happening inside of my body? What sensations am I feeling? So many of us are numb to our emotions and our and our feelings and our sensations and our thoughts happen, but we're not witnessing them. We're not, we're not consciously watching them. Or we have a mindfulness practice. What awakening the sacred body is really going to do is introduce you to a bodyfulness practice. And so if you're interested in that, and if you listen to this episode on time, which would be, maybe I'll release it today, but likely listening to it on time would be listening to it on Sunday, the 20th of March, which is the autumn equinox and also the end of the astrological year, exciting day. If you use the code Virgo full moon, because that's the full moon that we've just experienced, you'll be able to get 50% off of the Awakening the Sacred Body course. Uh, if you are wanting to move into this next astrological astrological cycle with more connection to your body, to the present moment, for me, the body is the portal to God, to pleasure, to eros, to all of these things that so many of us, to authenticity, right? The body asks us to slow down and be authentic to who we are. So really what this course is doing is 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 healing this big fucking disconnection that we've experienced for lifetimes, right? It's not just us, it's our ancestors that under the systems of domination have had to totally disconnect from, from their bodies and have had to move into the realm of the head. And as humans in this society, this society is a head society. We're encouraged to be in our heads all the time in the realm of the head, the intellect, thought, and that is part of what is plaguing our society. And so this is a dropping down and a dropping in. And it's an experiencing of your human birthright. So once again, Virgo full moon at checkout and you will get a beautiful, whopping, amazing 50% off. And to say this season and this episode of Human Becoming are sponsored by the Human Becoming School. So thank you to the Human Becoming School for doing that. <laughs> and for teaching us so much about what it means to be human and to come into our bodies. I'm very excited for all of the amazing opportunities for learning and growth and transformation that are going to come out of the school. Like really how I'm feeling about the school is it's going to be a portal for transformation that spiritual seekers, that human seekers at different points in their human journeys will come to for refuge, for safety, but also for self-knowing, self-awareness, growth and transformation. Like when people are ready to actually start living their lives, this is the bigness of what the Human Becoming Project is anchoring. When people are ready to start living their lives fully, most people are not choosing to be alive right now. They're experiencing life as a passive thing that they are just part of this bobbing wave of. And there's something really powerful that happens when we choose to live in somatica, we say, a self-directed life. When you take total full ownership and responsibility for this human experience that you're having and for creating the reality that you really want to live in and embody. <sighs> and so when people are ready to take that level of responsibility and step into deep levels of sovereignty and step into their power and transform radically as a result their lives, their relationships, um, everything, then they will find the human becoming school. 
Amazing. Calling it in. Amazing. Anyway, that brings us into today's episode, which I'm very excited to record. So just to give you uh, some context for my life, a little check-in, I have been feeling absolutely crazy this week. Absolutely insane. And I use that as someone who, if you've listened to uh, season one of the podcast, I very much uh, uh, reserve the right to use crazy and insane as someone who has had those uh, labels placed on them by a very traumatizing um, medical system. Listen to season one of Human Becoming if you're not sure what I'm talking about. So I definitely had one of my Icarus is flying very close to the sun moments. I was not feeling very in touch with this reality, maybe the default reality we could call it. And then I was dealing with the existential questions of, well, this default reality is not the reality. So do I really have to be that in tune with this default reality? (laughs) which was taking me very close to the sun. Um, And I'm slowly finding ways to ground after that. But part of that was that this week, and this is what we're really going to talk about and dive into, and I'm just going to dive straight into it, dropping to essence. Ah, I was having a havingness level freak out. Oof. I was having such a havingness level freak out. So I just want to share some like big things that have happened in my life lately. Um, Human Becoming has been downloaded over 10,000 times in over 80 countries and has impacted so many people's lives. Wow, even that is is a lot to think about. In January, I opened up my coaching practice full time and now I work with clients in one-on-one coaching settings in my one-on-one coaching container. I work with clients that I love and adore. I have made changes to my pricing so that I'm really charging clients the the number that allows me to feel so valued and respected and also allows me to show up in full service. I realized that I was doing some martyr saviory shit by not charging what I actually wanted to charge because I felt like I have to do this for humanity. And then I was going into resentment for doing the work. So I don't want to be in resentment. I want to be in love. So what did I have to do? I had to change my boundaries. This is what happens when we find ourselves in resentment. Oops, some boundary thing has been, you know, not tended to. Okay, so I'm needing to set new boundaries around money. Okay, I'm going to do that. Okay, I'm being paid more than I thought I would. Ah, that's scary. Um, I've opened up the Human Becoming School just in the pre-sale, 50 students enrolled for the workshop. Also, ah, amazing, like actually stepping into the power and the transformation of this portal and of the work that I'm being called to do and and really owning it and saying, I'm here to facilitate this kind of transformation for people as a, as a coach, as principal spanking, big cosmic daddy spanking principal at the human becoming school. Yes, that's my full title. And (laughs) through Instagram, right? Like through I share so much value on Instagram. Um, I share so much value on Instagram because I really want to figure out how can I reach as many people as possible and through the newsletter, right? And this week I onboarded amazing, amazing, amazing Alwande, who is going to be the human becoming amplifier. Uh, They're coming on to support me with posting on social media, uh, invoicing clients and thinking really holding point for this energy of growth and expansion in the business. I'm asking, how do we expand the reach of this transmission? right? How do we expand the reach of this transmission? So there's like a ton of big expansive stuff happening in my life. Um, I am right now, I'm in the final weekend of my coaching program that I started in 2020. Uh, I have grown so much since then. That was kind of, I think, uh, that was actually when I started the podcast, I think, was when I was just starting the coaching. So I mean, No, it must have been a bit before, but sometime around, it was in 2020, and I think I started the podcast in 2020. Um, So all of these big things happening, we have the Virgo full moon, we have the astrological new year happening. I um, have this opportunity, and I'm still figuring out how I feel about it, but to go to um, Turkey to assist at this amazing sacred sexuality retreat. I just came back from having like two weeks at the sacred sexuality retreat and having a week off to integrate and like being able to pay for that and support myself through that. Like 
just a lot is happening in my life that I never thought would happen a lot around money, um, which is bringing up a lot of my need to work on my shadow around worthiness and how much money will I actually accept because I know that the universe would give me huge amounts of money. Um, However, I am only able to accept a small amount of money. I know that the universe would give me huge swaths of love. That's another thing. I've been so... um, so held in love in my relationships in this past week, two weeks, like just showered and poured with love and care and affirmation. And I've been in connection with such beautiful beings and I've been stretching my own social edges to like go out more and connect with more people. And like at every level, my life is right now just like growing, expanding, glistening. And here's the real kicker. I hate it. (laughs) Oh my God. And that brings us into what we're doing this week, which is shadowy and fun. So when I say I hate it, (laughs) I, I mean that. What happened with me this week is that I reached my havingness level. So our havingness level is the level at which we will, right, we can accept good things up to a point like, yes, okay, yes, okay, yes, okay. And then we get to a point where it's like, actually, fuck that. Too much good, too much good shit at God, too much good shit. And then we start to turn ourselves off from experiencing that because it's actually too much for us. So, I love talking about this because so often, you know, if we speak about manifestation and we speak about, you know, um, really manifestation and creating reality from our beautiful imaginations, right? Which is where all reality is created from. So when we think about manifesting so often, you know, the narrative, just think about what you want, manifest that. What we don't realize is that the things that our ego says we want and the things that sometimes we consciously think we want, there is a large part of our being that is absolutely repulsed by the potential of having that thing. (laughs) Like, We have not yet brought all aspects of us together, the conscious and the unconscious, so that from that place of, I would call it total alignment, for me it feels like energy moving from the right, energy moving from the left, okay, 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 we're getting it in line, and that's when magic happens. That is literally manifestation as magic, all of these things. We'll talk about magic so much more on the podcast now, um, because I'm really deepening into my magical practice, so magic is really about creating reality, manipulating reality, moving reality, moving the direction, the flow of the universe, finding ways to align ourselves with the flow and the direction of the universe, you know, to reach an aim, to reach a goal. And so we bring these energies together and they create like a a synchronized line, unconscious and conscious together have decided that they want this thing. Then we manifest that thing and it is created in our physical reality. Why manifestation doesn't work for a lot of people is that they're only working with their conscious will. They're not at all doing the shadow work or the unconscious work. And then it's like, you're totally lopsided, dude. Like, (laughs) and, and you're not reconciled with the part of you That is one, really fucking enjoying your current reality and doesn't want it to change. And the part of you that is repulsed by the reality that you're trying to create. So we have to bring all those things together. Anyway, back to havingness. So I realized all these good things were happening. Wow, I've hired an amplifier for human becoming, which means I get to spend less time on social media, less time invoicing, less time doing the work that I don't feel as passionately about doing. And I can spend more time just creating, creating the podcast, the newsletter, writing. Um, I can also, it means more time to just devote to my one-on-one clients without thinking about the admin around it. Um, more time to just be because I'm very committed to not, you know, like my dream is really to work like eight to 12 hours a week um, and to play for the rest of the time. And my work is play. I'm very grateful for that. But still, that that's a big, that's a big part of what I'm creating here is a life where I can work for eight to 12 hours a week, maybe three, four days a week with like, you know, three hour days, um, just little just what needs to be done. 
and always outsourcing support that I knew that was a big thing for me. So hiring an amplifier, that was like such a huge moment of celebration. Um, the podcast reaching 10,000 downloads, um, me being actually finished with my sex and relationship coaching training, you know, this journey that I've been on for so long. Um, so much, like I could just go on and on, literally even small things, because I'm doing so much work with my unconscious mind, a lot of my manifestations have been um, very quick. So it's like, I'll think something and then that thing will appear in the physical. So just having so many moments like that, where it's like, I want this, Boop, there it is. You know, like I just write that I, I want something in my journal because I'm keeping an alchemical diary and I write something that I want and then zoop, there it is. And I'm like, what the fuck, God, <laughs> stop giving me so much good shit. So I realized in all of my overwhelm about like, there's too much good stuff coming in. I actually started to find ways to turn myself off. So when we're in this place of expansion, we can feel really turned on, right? Like, and, and it's not just about, yes, it is about sexuality. It's, 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 and this is something I teach in Awakening the Sacred Body when our erotic energy, and this is also why if you're wanting to up your manifestation game, I don't speak about this directly in Awakening the Sacred Body, but for me, connecting to my body and connecting to my erotic energy, that has changed how I experience manifestation. So also if you're just kind of wanting to, you know, play with eros as a magical tool, as a tool for manifestation. Think about it. <sighs> and so, <sighs> breathing, because I'm in a very big sherry place today, because I'm like, oh my God, I just want to share all this with you. But having this havingness freak out, realizing that, you know, everything's too good. And I've been in this state of turn on of having my erotic energy just pulsing through my body for so long. And that's been magnetizing opportunities to me. And that's been magnetizing people to me. And that's been just whoosh, 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 whoosh. And then I was like, that's too much turn on. There's a part of my brain, right? That goes, that's too much good shit for us to experience. That's just too much arousal. That's too much. The, the high intensity sensation of receiving all of these things that we really want is actually too much and too overwhelming. And so we're going to find ways to turn ourselves off. So how did I find ways to turn myself off? Worrying about the future, fantasizing all day about how no one will ever uh, hire me again as a coach. No one will ever buy another workshop from the school. No one will ever listen to the podcast again. Everyone will unfollow me on Instagram. I'll have to give up these dreams and, um, and work a nine to five job and suffer for the rest of my life. <laughs> so I just spent, and I was like, and I'm pretty, you know, I spend, I mean, I spend a lot of time with myself <laughs> just being present and watching myself. Like that's a lot of why I'm here on this earth at this time. So I'm just watching myself turn myself off. And I'm like, wow, fascinating that you're doing that right now. Okay. Can I enjoy that I'm turning myself off? That was kind of my own spiritual practice for this week. Okay. I see very clearly that I'm turning myself off by worrying about the future, by fantasizing about how everything could crash and burn and feeling the intense sensations of that. Uh, there are so many ways that I was turning myself off, feeling annoyed, like trying to create conflict with people, all of these beautiful, delicious ways to turn myself off. And so I was just watching them. This is another thing. This is what presence will offer you. Uh, wow. Can I be present with the fact that I'm turning myself off? Can I be present with how actually fun and and how like my spirit is like oh fuck yes to the turn off like my spirit like that is actually a turn on and then my spirit is like oh yes please like entertain the possibility of everything crashing and burning and you being so humiliated like oh yes 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 you know like really feeling into that and giving myself total permission to enjoy something that I am already enjoying because otherwise I would not be experiencing that turn off. Um, I'm already enjoying the experience of turn off because there's a part of my soul that's deeply yearning for it, craving it, saying, fuck this, you know, gratitude, gratitude, gratitude shit. Like, can we get some other flavors in here? I want some suffering. I want some, <laughs> I want some destruction. Um, 
and uh, and really just being present with that and, and saying, okay, can I give myself total permission to enjoy this thing? Can I give myself total permission to enjoy how much I would like to um, sabotage everything? Like because so much of the high intensity turn on was like, oh fuck, I am in the throes of success. All I have to do is literally keep going. And it's like, I just have to keep doing my weekly podcast to release the courses that I've already planned to release that like I'm so excited about, to continue engaging with human becoming students, to continue outsourcing support when I need it. And human becoming will grow on its own. Like I am not that like... And I don't need to, all of these ways that I've entertained, you know, to, to support human becoming and growing, I'll have to work for thousands of hours a week and I'll have to do this and my personal favorite kink. I'll have to overextend myself way beyond my capacity. I'll have to stretch myself so thin. And then, you know, part of my consciousness is like, oh, fuck, yes, we love that. Um but that's one of my favorite ones is like, oh, I, I have to, this be, this belief I hold, I have to extend myself so far beyond my boundaries and my capacity in order to be good enough. Uh, and that plays out in this business too. Oh my God, I would have to extend myself so far beyond my boundaries in order to show up for human becoming in the way that it needs me to, because I'm just not good enough and I'm not worthy and I'm only worthy if I'm literally going at 150% when I have 70 to give. So that's a little bit of my consciousness for you. Um, but this havingness level thing was really present for me the whole week. Like notice that you're having a havingness level freak out. Notice that the precise reason that you're freaking out right now and entertaining all these other possibilities and realities is because it all feels too good too good, too easy. Like, why am I even, why am I deserving of any of this? Why am I worthy of any of this? Like, no, 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 no. You must have made some mistake. Rewire, send that to someone else. You know, like that's not actually for me. And here's the amazing thing about presence and consciousness is if we can watch ourselves do that. Amazing. I had the kinky experience of enjoying how much I would be delighted by my world crashing and burning. Like I actually realized there's some big desire in my being for a total destruction of my reality. Like, oh, and I realized that it was like, I would find so much freedom in that. If, and in this reality, I was like, everyone cancels me, you know, like everyone unfollows me, everyone shit talks the human becoming school and the podcast and like it all, you know, like think about like a really cosmic crash and burn, like the whole internet laughing at me, um, mocking me, posting, you know, like things that I've said that they want to make fun of or think are stupid or whatever, like being so publicly humiliated. Yum, 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 yum. Delicious. So I could be conscious and present with that part of myself. And then I could actually enjoy those things, even though, you know, and I could enjoy, it creates a high intensity sensation in my body to experience that. And something that I really would love to leave you with in this episode is some of the work I'm doing in my own magical practice. I'm very, very deeply in the world and the, um, um, what is this word? Like when there's like an energy vortex around a person, I'm very much in the energy vortex of Carolyn Elliott. And if you're familiar with Carolyn Elliott's work in existential kink, you will hear how much that is showing up in how I'm thinking about my life right now. I'm in her coaching crucible, Electric Yes. I'm really deeping into my magical practice um, with the guidance of that community and really deepening really in a profound way, like committing myself to my existential kink practice, which has been really profound uh, in like a short time. Woo! And it's just going to keep going. So my life right now is feeling pretty blissful, pretty magical, like literally this morning, you know, I, I get out of, I get out of class, you know, I go to sleep. This was yesterday. I get out of a beautiful class where I have all of these amazing opportunities to work with people. I had such profoundly healing sessions um, with my classmates. I cried. I got to release a lot. I woke up this morning. I went to go see my energy healer. I had an amazing session with her. She's really been helping to bring me into greater clarity and in what's happening in my life. 
I get home, you know, I ask my mom if I can have 10 delicious minutes um, just for her to like listen to me offload and for her, for me to like cuddle up to her. And that really helped me, you know, like just, and, and her, you know, really listening to me. And my mom is also a coach. Um, so, you know, bringing in some coaching tools, but also me just being able to take in and, a lot of how I process is by speaking. I have to share my, especially in, in relationships. And But when I'm thinking about something in my life, I have to speak about it with someone. So just having my mom hold that space for me and then saying, you know, celebrating the 10,000 downloads on the podcast and celebrating even as I came here to record the episode, she was like, yay, so proud of you. And then having her say like, let's order some delightful food tonight. So I get to choose whatever I want to eat and like, you know, just lots of good shit. (laughs) And even just, I get to wake up in this beautiful apartment. I get to wake up in a room that I love to sit on a balcony that I love to be in a part of the city that I adore, to be connected to nature, to have resources, to make the opportunities that I want to experience possible. Like, lots of good shit. And then there's the part of my consciousness that says, no, 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 no. We don't like that. And so this is the whole havingness thing. And so I want to kind of circle it back to love because, you know, this has kind of been my personal check-in. I just want you to understand how havingness shows up in our lives. Because when we're unconscious that we're having havingness level freakouts, that we have a havingness level, and that maybe our havingness level is actually really, really fucking low, mine is like tiny, the amount of um, goodness, and you know, that's a very, it's not a neutral term, um, but the amount of things that like bring me bliss and delight that are kind of like um, getting lots of money or enrolling lots of students in a program and getting to change their lives or sharing this podcast with lots of people and having my work honored and acknowledged and having great relationships with people, like my capacity for experiencing that, what we'll call the good shit, even though I'm very much holding the aim for myself to move out of a dualistic perspective of reality. Once again, very informed by Carolyn. Um, And so part of moving out of that dualistic perspective of reality is being like, there's actually no good and bad shit because as you can see, I'm enjoying the idea of being humiliated and disowned and having like a public crash and burn. I'm actually gaining as much bliss and delight from that as I am in fantasizing about 10,000 students enrolling in the human becoming school. So, so just to, you know, there really is no good and bad shit. It's just, you know, our, our perspective, our perception when we're in this, um, dual reality in this binary reality of ours, at least the default reality as it is right now. So, ah, I have a very low having this level. Maybe as I speak, you can check in with yourself and see where is your havingness level authentically. Like notice as you move through your week, how much of the quote unquote good shit can I let in before I start finding a way to turn myself off? So for example, in partnership, this might be how much of kind of the blissful connection and intimacy can I let in? before I just feel the urge to start a fight. <laughs> For no particular reason, there's there's no act- there's no real reason that I want to fight this person right now. It's actually because my havingness level is like too much good shit, let's create some something else. For me, it's usually let's create some drama, which I'm going to love as much, but a different part of me is going to love. So if we want to create more of the good shit, I'm using big air quotes in our life, right? Like Ah, like for me, more more students enrolling in the course, more money coming into my life, um, higher paying one on one clients. Like that's something I'm really working on magnetizing. Like I'm I'm really wanting to create like high high end high priced offerings um, for one on one work because um, it feels really exciting for me to get paid a lot of money for my time and energy and presence and consciousness. Like that feels really hot and kinky. So that's something I'm playing with. And there's like, you know, so, 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 so much. How much, you know, uh, of that can I let in before I turn myself off? So to bring this into love, because <laughs> you're like, wow, we're in the third season. It's about love and you haven't spoken about love at all. But I'm thinking about this having this level 
Because how often in in terms of who we choose as intimate partners, right, who we attract, who we are attracted to, how often is that coming from a very low havingness level? Just think about that for a second. How often is the partner that we attract, the relationships that we attract, how often is that in line with our having this level? So our having this level really extends from like, it's the, 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 um, think of it as like, I'm, I'm creating a, a, a scale with my hands, with like my top hand at the very, or my right hand is at the top of my head and my left hand is at like my pelvic floor. So imagine that left hand at my pelvic floor, that's the least that I'll accept. That's kind of where I'm like, no, below that, I'm not doing that. So a lot of us have our things, our red flags, our, you know, no, if someone does this, ah, like that would not be acceptable to me. Basically, having this is about what will I accept? What won't I accept? And then the high tier is what above my right hand that's up in the air, above that might be some really good shit that I'm not able to accept because it's like way above my having this level. And so just to make this personal, for me, an intimate partnership, I love experiencing abandonment. Ooh, my God, I love it so much. I love experiencing abandonment. I love experience reject, experiencing rejection. I love creating the story and, and building the story with another being that I am so overwhelming that this other being is going to be so overwhelmed that they're going to have to abandon me or take space from me because they're just so overwhelmed because it's just too much, right? I'm too much. I'm too overwhelming. I feel too much emotion. I'm too expressive. I'm too big. Ah, you know, all of those delightful little thoughts that I have about myself. Yay, yay, yay. Um, <laughs> and so there's a great likelihood that that's what I'm going to, I'm going to choose, that's what I'm going to magnetize. That's what I'm going to attract. And I, I want to add a caveat here because sometimes in the spiritual community, if this isn't nuanced enough, people can hear it just as like shaming of your your partner, I don't know, like emotionally abused you. Guess that's a you problem because of your happiness level. You know, like that's not what we're going for. <laughs> that That's the unnuanced take. Um, this isn't about assigning blame or fault or judgment. I mean, as with everything in the human becoming school, it's never about blame, fault, judgment. It's actually just about understanding how we create our reality from a very neutral place of understanding, right? So not seeing that as bad, not seeing it as bad that I I love choosing and attracting partners because we have to understand where these big cosmic beings, there is a part of my unconscious. It's not even consciously happening that I'm now it is because I'm making the unconscious conscious. But for most of my life, this was unconsciously happening. So when we look at our having this level, we also want to look at what is unconsciously playing itself out in our lives. Who is the partner that you keep attracting? You're like, why do I keep attracting people that are going to leave me? You know, for me, that's me. Why do I keep attracting people that are going to abandon me or ultimately choose someone else over our relationship or choose something else, another opportunity, another experience, themselves, <laughs> you know, which is good, but over the partnership when I'm so attachment focused and like, no, 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 you have to choose me at all costs. So why do I, from a very neutral perspective, why do I keep playing out that drama? Well, it must be because a part of me loves playing out that drama, right? And once again, not from a place of blame, fault. Now it's your fault that your dad left you because you really wanted that to happen. Like once again, super unnuanced. <laughs> That's not where we're going. We're just entering with curiosity. If a pattern keeps playing out in my life and it's pretty unconscious and I don't know why it's happening. Wow. Could I entertain the possibility that I actually like it? Like, I actually enjoy being abandoned. I actually enjoy the excruciating. There's a part of my spirit and my soul that enjoys the excruciatingly familiar feelings of being abandoned, 
or feeling, thinking that I'm abandoned, right? Like of, of buying into that story. There's a part of me that just loves those sensations, the tension it creates in my body, the feeling of absolute longing, but also desperation, like please, 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 this feeling of begging someone to stay, uh, this feeling of like, oh my God, like I, I'll do anything. I'll contort myself into any shape and size and being and whatever so that you'll love me. And then the exquisite sensation that comes from doing that contorting act, which I always do in my relationships. I'm like, how can I become what you would most like? And then when I become that thing and they abandon me anyway, it's the exquisite sensations of oh my God, how not good enough am I? How not worthy am I? That even when I could cre create myself, mold myself into this shape, I am still abandoned. What the fuck? <laughs> you know? Um, so just a fun thing to think about as you move into your week, as you move into life. Where is my havingness level? If I'm being really authentic with myself, where is my havingness level? <sighs> Based on what I keep attracting and manifesting in my life, right? Manifesting is like a big woo term, but it just means what is what is becoming in the physical. Literally, what is becoming in the physical? That is just what manifestation is. It's just the process of things moving from woo, the vast unconscious to the physical. So, wow, what from my vast unconscious do I keep manifesting in the physical, even though there's a large part of me, my ego, my conscious mind that says, yuck, right? Like before starting this work um, and doing a lot of shadow work and doing a lot of existential kink work, I thought, I just hate, I hate being abandoned. I hate it so much. You know, I hadn't learned to consciously identify with the part of myself that loves that. So I hate it so much. It sucks. It's lack, you know? Um, it's so painful. I never want to do it again. And then there's the part of me that's like, oh my God, again, like a merry-go-round. Because this part of us, the unconscious, right? We also have to understand that this part of us is operating at a really high level of consciousness that is so beyond the duality of good, bad, right, wrong, right? Like my, my deep self is not thinking abandonment is a bad experience to have and acceptance is a good experience to have, my vast deep self is just like, whoa, we got to come here into this flesh suit and we get to experience everything here. Like we get to experience, because think about it, think about it from this perspective of this divine cosmic being that is 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 total consciousness and knows and and lives in non-duality and then oh fuck i'm going to get to have this think about it. it's the universe playing dress up it's the universe god is playing this big game of dress up and hide and seek and i call it the cosmic theater you know like we are all here in the cosmic theater and then think about it your your soul goes ooh i could i could play to me Ooh, oh, what experiences are they gonna have, right? What? Oh, I'll, I'll get to feel abandoned. Oh, you know, like that's this amazing thing that the humans speak about. Think of it as like the soul is like, oh my god, it's these ice cream flavors. I've never been able to have these ice cream flavors. I want them so badly. Abandonment, yum. Acceptance, yum. You know, um, rejection, yum. Pain, yum. They're just fucking ice cream flavors to the soul. <laughs> like the soul really does not hold judgment around good, bad, right, wrong. So it's really useful to embody that perspective in our manifestation work, in our magical work, in our ritual work, in our um, having this level, spiritual self-development, personal development, psychological, psyche work, right? Just keeping that perspective that, oh, can, can I enter into that, my soul's perspective of like fucking divine, divine, there's a little bug on the microphone. He said, yes, it's just the divine flavors, yum. And he's beautiful. He's like, I've never seen anything like him. Um, he kind of looks like a mix of a spider and a scorpion and he has this really interesting spiky tail. He's just walking around on my microphone. Hi, dude. Hi, welcome. You're also like, oh, I get to be in this big cosmos and get to experience all these kinky things like death. <gasps> oh, amazing. Because think about it. 
from the perspective of non-dual consciousness, there is no death. But as humans, we experience death as so real. So it's like, whoa, I get to experience that. I always think of it as like um, in in the realm of just total oneness and consciousness, you know, the soul is like, I'm going to go on a psilocybin journey. <laughs> and 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 there the soul's perspective of a psilocybin journey is our human experience of being here on earth so oh my god i took the much oh no what have i done oh fuck why am i here and then coming to this place of understanding deeply more about the universe about ourselves through experiencing i just want to move this little guy mr mr cuz i don't want to inhale you by mistake okay yeah, because I'm, I'm a bit worried about inhaling you. Thank you. Okay, uh, so from the soul's perspective, it's just like, ooh, okay, I'm jumping in. And you know the way uh, if you've taken any entheogenic substances and gone on a journey um, or been in spiritual, you know, this could be with holotropic breath work. You can go on journeys in so many ways without entheogenic medicines. Um, but if you've been on this kind of journey where it's like, first there's the resist, oh my God, what, this place is so new, da, da, da. And then of course add the trauma of the human experience, which is like a to the body and the soul. And then you experience all this and you make meaning of it. And then you die, wink, because you don't. <laughs> and then you go back into consciousness and it's like, wow, I know more about this experience that is myself. Because that's what we also have to understand too. When we can also... So part of what's interesting for me about seeing the self as the experiences that I'm having here, the experiences that are condensing here in this dimension and this physical reality... <clears throat> wow. There we go. We can also start to see, wow, where is myself a lot bigger than I thought? Where are the experiences that are condensing here? Like, where am I actually all of the fucking experiences that are condensing here? And these are these big moments of, fuck, I'm God. <laughs> I am all consciousness. I am connected to everything because I am not this self narrowly defined. I am self as experiences. And then when I learn to identify with my whole big cosmic self, I realize that I am in fact God and I am this whole experience. The self is. I am all of these experiences. I don't know what got me onto that little rant. Um we start to identify with our big cosmic selves. Oh yeah. And then think about it. It's amazing. This, this big cosmic self is like, my whole imperative is just to know myself, to know myself fully, to know myself from every angle. <laughs> so I'm gonna, I'm going to do the sex magic, which is what God is always doing. And all magic is sex magic, but I'm going to do the sex magic to make you into form so that I, we can have the experience of a different aspect of our consciousness from a place of total neutrality, not from now we're going to experience bad pain. It's like, wow, now we're going to have this experience of pain. And then we come back into consciousness. I feel like this whole God project is just about expanding consciousness, the continued expansion of consciousness until who knows when, and unto what goal, who knows? But we are part of a continually expanding consciousness, which is fucking amazing. And the more we can learn to identify with the fullness of that consciousness, the more we can embody the non-dual perspective of this isn't right or wrong. I'm just having kinky cosmic experiences that my soul is interested in. Okay, if I'm just having kinky cosmic uh, experiences of what my soul is interested in, why is my soul interested, so interested in this experience of abandonment? And then and this is what existential kink does, I would really recommend you to check out this body of work. If I can start to connect with that part of my, um, if I can connect to that fullness of that experience, if I can connect to how much I actually love the experience of abandonment, because really there's no real abandonment. I am God 
dressing up as the abandoner and the abandoned. I think that's the real non-dual um, truth of God. <laughs> I am both of these things playing with myself in order to experience this story. Like, think about how fucking cool and magical and wild that is. Um, and so using that perspective can also be really useful when we think about expanding our havingness levels. Like, oh, wow. Okay, I'm God. I'm God's self in the cosmic theater, dressing up as abandoner, dressing up as abandoned. I've so desperately craved to be cast in this role of abandoned for a very long time. And so if I've so desperately craved to be cast in this role of abandonment, <laughs> can I fully give myself full fucking permission to enjoy it? Like there is a part of my soul and a part of this whole big God self that is loving the experience that I'm having, but I'm so wed to the story that I hate it, that I don't like it, that la, 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 la. <laughs> and can I start, can I start identifying um, with that and being like, whoa, I love that. I love that experience of abandonment. Oh my God. Because the thing with desire is that desire changes through fulfillment, not repression or suppression. This is something you should know from season two of the podcast. We don't shame our desires, right? We don't shame God's big kinky desires to experience the fullness of this experience. We give total fucking kinky permission and approval to our enjoyment, which is often unconscious because these are unconscious dynamics that are playing out. Many of us are still unconscious beings. So we connect to the unconscious and we say, wow, <laughs> um, can I actually enjoy this thing that you're so enjoying, that my soul is so enjoying, that when I die, haha, because you won't, um, when I die, I'll realize I enjoyed this so much. Can I just give myself conscious permission to enjoy it? <sighs> and that is the work of existential kink, which I'm right now so fucking obsessed with. Um, but can I give myself full kinky permission to enjoy it? And then because desire changes through fulfillment, instead of saying, ah, oh, fuck, why do I keep attracting partners that will abandon me? Can I say, ooh, 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 that was such a good storyline. I love that fucking storyline. And not from a place of spiritual bypassing, because this is also the nuance. So often we'll then be like, yes, I love it. Like a mantra. I love all of my experiences. No, <laughs> that's not what we're doing. We're actually connecting with the deep truth of what it is that we are actually really enjoying, but we're we're connecting with the real enjoyment of it, not a sense that we should be enjoying it. Like we're actually learning to consciously identify with our unconscious selves. We're doing deep, magical excavating work to make the unconscious conscious. As the great Young said, until we make the unconscious conscious, it will rule our lives and we will call it fate. That is exactly what's happening here with having this levels, with this whole conversation on existential kink. And so we start to make the unconscious conscious. This is the magical work, the alchemical work. And then through the fulfillment of that desire, oh, I fully got my desire to feel abandoned. Oh, yum. New desires can emerge. Wow. I'm starting to notice this desire to feel really safe. Weird. <laughs> Guess I'll experiment with that one and I'll try on that weird kinky um costume in the big cosmic theater of feeling safe in a relationship. Woo. Okay. Cool. Um, but once again, from that neutral perspective of it's not bad or good or right or wrong, when a desire has been fully fulfilled, we can move on to another one. But if we're going to continue repressing our unconscious desires, never giving them total approval, this is the basis of existential kink, then we're just going to continue attracting that same thing because our unconscious hasn't been given full permission to enjoy it. So it's just going to keep creating it because it's enjoying it so much. Like, fuck, it's so yummy. Why, why would it not continue to create these circumstances? And so just to wrap up with having this levels and love and relationships, basically what I really wanted to communicate in this episode is that the reason that we enter relationships is often unconscious and often quite different than what we think it is. Uh, if we notice that there is an unconscious pattern that is playing out through our relationships, like with me and abandonment, we can start to do existential kink in order to <sighs> consciously identify with that part of ourselves 
so that we can learn to enjoy it. And then if we want to, we can change it, but we could also just stay in the enjoyment of it. Um, and you know, what I really learned this week in terms of my having this level freak out was, wow, my tolerance level for this is very low. Can I give myself total approval for enjoying how low my having this level is, right? Like once again, if if I have a great cosmic desire to accept this little <laughs> as I judge it, can I just enjoy that? Can I give myself full fucking kinky permission to enjoy it? And so I'm on a big thing to up my having this level now because in terms of love and relationships, I actually am feeling a, a, a desire for deeper connection and more intimacy. And so at the same time, I'm working with the unconscious desire. If we want to up our having this levels, we have to work with the unconscious desire that is in the pole, in the polar, I don't want to say opposite, but in the polar position, in the polar relationship to it, right? I want more love and acceptance and safety. Ooh, can I be with my unconscious desire for abandonment and drama? Can I do that magical work? And it's a lot of fun. Uh, so takeaways from today, look at your unconscious patterns and relationships. Look at what you might be unconsciously really enjoying that maybe consciously you're like totally icked out by. Like, ew, I don't like that. Look into Carolyn Elliott's work, Existential Kink, uh, life-changing for people who have who can take on quite a high level of self-responsibility and sovereignty and maybe have done some other trauma-informed work to couple with it. Um, also, Carolyn speaks about this, but don't do the existential king process. Like if you've been violently raped, for example, don't start existential kink with now I have to enjoy, now I have to find the part of myself that unconsciously enjoyed being violently raped. Like that can actually be really re-traumatizing uh, and not necessarily useful. So you want to start this process with things that are mildly annoying, like uh, that my partner always leaves, that I always, I always date people who are going to abandon me you know, I will perceive the story as that, or I always date people who leave the toilet seat up, or I always date people, you know, like start with a low level thing. Don't start with high level trauma. Start with low level trauma. The abandonment trauma is actually mid to high level, but I've done this work for a while. So I feel comfortable airing that. I I wouldn't necessarily you might want to start there depending, trust yourself, trust how charged it feels for you. Don't do anything that's going to overwhelm your nervous system because that's really what we want to pay close attention to, not overwhelming nervous systems. Yeah, that's my transmission for today. Notice how you might <laughs> unconsciously enjoy the things that you consciously dislike and Play with noticing your havingness level, how much good stuff you'll accept uh, before you turn it off, and notice how that shows up in a relationship for you, right? When it, when it comes to doing the work of love, how much love will I allow myself to accept? For me, it's actually very little. How much love will I allow myself to accept before I, I start turning myself off? And can I start to just watch the ways that I'm turning myself off? right? Like just noticing, just watching, oh, I'm turning myself off in these ways. I turn myself off by fantasizing about other people. I turn myself off by fantasizing about how everything could crash and burn. I turn myself off by creating conflict. Like notice how you turn yourself off. Uh, notice you're having, having this level. Notice your unconscious desires. This is the beautiful shadow work. If you're wanting to, uh, this this kind of work can be hard. <laughs> so if you're wanting to do some kind of high level shadowy uh, work, and really if you're wanting to do some big alchemical work around making the unconscious conscious and learning to consciously identify with the parts of yourself that you are you know like ugh, I don't like that um, or to identify with the unconscious desires yeah that um, that your conscious mind is like no 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 and if you want to be supported in a container to do that work which I can say is so helpful um, because it can be really hard to waft 
wade through the waters of making the unconscious conscious by ourselves. So if you're wanting to be supported around shadow work, this unconscious conscious integration, upping your havingness level, you know, and you're wanting to kind of do combining the mundane nervous system expanding work with ah, the kind of magical alchemical, you know, um, unconscious excavating work. If you're wanting to bring together the spiritual and mundane, the magical and the mundane in a shadowy container, then I'm your guy. Uh, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> I just love this. I love this. It's totally changed my life. It's totally changed my, like, this is my greatest spiritual practice right now is existential kink. Um, and I would be really excited about supporting you in doing some of the excavating work in your own unconscious mind. So that is my offer to you. I love you very dearly, my dear, amazing, beautiful human becoming. And uh, and I look forward to seeing you next week. Until then, mwah, mwah. bye.